Sawdust. In Tangle. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is animal news. <laughs> this is from NPR, surprisingly. Which oh. I only say surprisingly given the content of the story. Uh, the, t- the headline is... Three cats have outmaneuvered their two humans to hold a blender hostage for weeks. What? <laughs> There's it's cats li- holding a blender hostage? <laughs> the headline's a little bit misleading. Okay. Um, but uh, so Jessica Gerson-Neves and her wife Nikki of British Columbia, Canada, are really looking forward to using their new Vitamix blender. There's just one problem. They can't actually unpack it. Uh, Gerson-Neves says... It arrived in the mail on December 16th, and I brought it inside and set the box down on the kitchen floor for just a quick second, and that was a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, car, the cardboard box has become the site of a weeks-long turf war between the couple and their three cats in a saga that has garnered thousands of invested followers on social media. Basically, the cats are just sitting on the box, and like at all times, one of the cats is sitting on the box. <laughs> Like, they won't, they're, like, guarding the box. They're guarding the box. Like, they can't get to it. I mean, they could, obviously. They're cats. Um, Yeah. um, (laughs) So, they've posted nearly nearly daily updates on the cat's Facebook page, documenting their changing of the guard, ever-shifting alliances, and misadventures involving decoy boxes. Like, they've tried setting out decoy boxes to attract the cat's attention, but it hasn't worked so far. Um, Here's a picture of them sitting on the box. Why are they... I don't know why they're doing this. Because they're cats and it's it's impossible. <laughs> and decoy boxes don't work? Yeah, they've What's got one off to the box? side. This one is labeled with the word lies. lies. It says lies on it. Uh, <laughs> it's another blender box. It's another... Yeah. Wow. And, um, so, and I'll explain why they have that in a second. Uh, the cats' names are Max. <laughs> like, one of them is named Max. One of them is named George Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, George, comma, Destroyer of Worlds. Okay. And the third is named Lando Caversi. It's <laughs> a okay. variety of yeah, cat names. Very, um, and their very... page has grown from 64 followers to around 25,000, at least as, as of the writing of this article. It's probably even bigger now. Um, Gerson Neves stressed in a phone interview that the cats aren't literally holding the fight and mix hostage. They could, of course, be hoisted off the box at any point. Duh, they're cats. Yeah, you can move yeah. the cats. Um, but it has just been amusing to them. That's so just that's what, funny. So they've just kept up with. Like these cats have not gotten like at least one of them is on the box at all times, like for the past month apparently, which is so funny. Um, and the reason that's they wild. the reason they have that other box is because they reached out to Vitamix. Um, to see if they could get some like decoy boxes from the company, just like, <laughs> and they sent them three empty boxes, which they've oh, been like setting. That was up. nice, <laughs> um, but so far it hasn't worked. <laughs> See, yeah, I would think that they would want to go inside of a box rather than on top of one, yeah. right? Don't cats like to be like in a box? They do like to be in a box, but cats are very strange with what they like to sit on. I don't know, huh. like my cat Oliver, like. I have so many comfortable places in my house to sit and lay down. And a lot of times he chooses on top of this like wooden table, like end table. And it's like, they can't be comfortable (laughs) compared to all of the myriad other places that I've given you to lay down. But um, the cats are strange. Oh yeah. Sometimes they just, they just claim territory. 
That's so funny. That's so funny. That's a great photo. It's a great picture. There's 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 more as well in the article. So <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Okay, my first story is food news. This is from a surprising source, apartmenttherapy.com. Okay. <laughs> the headline is, loaf around on this Ikea-inspired bread sofa. <laughs> Wait till you see the picture of this. I'm excited. Wait till you see it. Okay. <laughs> this is such a strange story. Estonian rapper Tommy Cash, in partnership with concept artist Gab Boys, I don't know how you pronounce if there's a, that's French or something, has revealed what might be IKEA's next popular product, a sofa that resembles a bunch of bread rolls. <laughs> Given the Swedish-sounding name Lofa, they, that's what they named it, L-O-A-F-A, the Lofa sofa. That's pretty good. <laughs> it uh, imagines an oversized version of the pastry with the dinner rolls serving as seats and what looks like hot dog buns as arm and backrests. I'm now going to show you what this looks like. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I want I one. want it. I want, I want it really badly. <laughs> it's like, it looks like the, the seating, like the cushions look like a bunch of like King's Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, and they're all they're glazed. Like is the yeah, other like thing shiny. that makes it look real. Yeah, I, I love it so much. Um, unfortunately, the product isn't official yet. The artists are still trying to get IKEA to take their work seriously. Apparently, because they after like the company issued a dare to them publicly, saying if they got ten thousand comments under this post, they would actually release this as a real product. And as of the writing of this article, the Instagram post already has more than 12,000 comments. Yep. And that's how this always goes. I know. Like, like we dare you to do, do this. this. And like, then immediately they set a totally get the goal. reachable goal. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the, this article says IKEA has yet to issue a statement. But all these people are like, please make this a real thing. <laughs> the loafer. I love it so much. Oh, it's beautiful. It's great. Um, yeah. So if you, you know, you can go to the article and see the photo or just find this on instagram i guess it's an instagram post but yeah they like made a prototype and everything so Excellent. it's there it's right there ikea can just take that and just sell it yeah easy it. money for them i mean i you got one sale i have no yeah, idea where too. in my house i don't I'll know where it. i would put this but uh, i feel like i'd need like a full-on food inspired room at that point but that's that's a bridge to cross when i get to it that's that's a, something that I now am going to think about. What for if the my whole future. room was bread themed specifically? That's probably totally doable. Like, do you know how many different versions of like bread pillows and stuff there are? Like a ton. That's true. And there's like so many different kinds of bread. I'm sure you can yeah. find something for everything. I'm trying to think of like a dresser, you could make it like a, a slice of bread shape. It's oh like yeah, it's kind of it's kind of square. Um. If you wanted to expand it a little bit, you could make it maybe like bakery themed. Oh, there you which go. Which would be like breads and add like cupcakes and, and maybe stuff like cupcakes. In and you've got all that kinds stuff of you have options. To- yeah, cookies, unlimited options. Yeah, Car- is- baked carbs. Yeah. It's a room that designs itself. Assuming oh, yeah. you could actually find the furniture to do it. <laughs> I think it'd be possible. I like this idea. I'm going to remember this. My next story is science news. 
This is from Gizmodo. The headline is, Scientists Tried to Quantum Entangle a Tardigrade. Whoa. What does that... I don't know what that means. So I'm going to try to explain. Okay. Uh, I largely took this because the headline reads like a story made up for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> quantum, quantum Entanglement and the, Tardigrade. And Tardigrade, yeah. I mean... Perfect. So, but I... I have to admit, I only kind of understand what's going on, so I'm going to do my best here. Uh, okay. A group of physicists recently placed a microscopic animal known as a tardigrade, we know what a tardigrade is, uh, onto a superconducting qubit, and I will explain what a qubit is in a second. Uh, the researchers argue that the tardigrade was entangled at a quantum level, but some other scientists say the team's claims go beyond what they actually achieved. Um so that's why the article headline is they tried to. A lot of scientists okay. are like, you didn't actually do this. <laughs> uh, so okay. quantum entanglement is the phenomenon of two or more particles defining the properties of each other. Quantumly entangled particles are interdependent, which means that knowing something about one particle tells you something about the other. And that would remain true even if the particles were separated by billions of miles. So in like sci-fi... <laughs> They've like I think quantum entanglement has been used to be like for like super fast communication because like changing one of them would affect the other one no matter where it was. Oh, okay. That's and there's been no practical application of this, but it is a phenomenon that does happen in nature. Oh. Um hmm. so uh, like it, like I just said, entanglement happens naturally, but for humans to observe it and better understand quantum mechanics, it must be induced in lab settings. Um, so I don't know if we've like observed it naturally or I, I don't know how they know that it happens naturally yeah. when you can't actually observe it in nature. I, I don't know. Someone somewhere has done math that yeah. says yes, exactly. that this should exist. Right. It's probably more, yeah, it's a, it's a theory more than something we, I don't know. Probably. I, I shouldn't speak to it cause I, I don't know. Well, uh, you've explained it. Okay. I'm, I'm following. Yeah. I get, I get what quantum entanglement is now. Um, here we, here it gets more confusing. Uh, the, <laughs> okay. So the team put the tardigrades into cryptobiosis, which is the extreme hibernation that tardigrades can go into, which is when they like basically release all their moisture. They desiccate themselves, as oh. it's known, and then just like, but are still technically alive. Yeah. Um, once they were in that state, the researchers placed the tardigrades on uh, a superconducting qubit, which is a quantum bit which unlike a regular computing bit can represent zero or one simultaneously. What? So like a computer, a bit on a computer is, I mean, it's usually represented by a transistor, which can be in two states. Yeah. Representing zero or one. Right. A qubit is a quantum bit, which can be zero, one, or both zero and one at the same time. But okay. you can't know unless you observe it. It's that, it's the Schrodinger's cat it's situation. A whole Schro- oh, it's a whole... Okay, the Schrodinger situation where it's, like... Yeah. But if you try to observe it, then you if can you change the state of it so you can't... Exactly. But if you're not observing it, it could be either one. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I don't like these things. <laughs> I know. These things, <laughs> these things break my brain. Okay. Um, but so I'm following. Okay. They reported that the tardigrades coupled with the qubit. I don't know what, what that, that means. What does that mean? <laughs> um... And they, they make this claim based on a change in the system's resonance frequency. Which, it's like, I don't know what any of this means. Um, uh, and they posit that the combined tardigrade qubit system was entangled with a second adjacent qubit. So that combined system they created 
had some effect on another one, like, and they were entangled in that they something the cubits about one. were already entangled. Yes, that's what it sounded like, like. Is that the cubits were entangled and the tardigrades now like involved with this cubit? Yeah, the tardigrades like also there. They were like, why don't we stick a tardigrade on this one cubit that's entangled with this other one? Yeah. Yay, we entangled a tardigrade. We, we like, did it. What? Which is why other scientists are <laughs> like, like, no, you no, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. This sounds like some like grad students, like wild, crazy idea like that they were yeah, just like, I don't, what if we what stuck if we put a tardigrade, tardigrade on a cubit? It's yeah, like, like, yeah. It's like, Josh, none of those words mean anything. <laughs> I don't know why his name is Josh. Uh, outside, uh, they like said outside scientists were skeptical that the experiment really showed quantum entanglement. <laughs> they argue that the researchers only noted a change in resonance frequency of the qubit the tardigrade was placed on, but didn't actually measure properties of the tardigrade itself, independent of its interaction with the qubit. So, like the qubits might have been entangled, but the tardigrade was just also present. Yeah, yeah, the tardigrade was just there. So, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I... I'm inclined um, to maybe agree with what the other yeah, scientists they, are saying. So, yeah, they said the, the experiment lacked a measure that would confirm that entanglement was occurring as opposed to some other, like, classical physics explained effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's – this is the story of scientists trying to quantum entangle a tardigrade and, <laughs> and, and Anthony trying to in, unentangle his brain, like, disentangle I, I love his brain. This. <laughs> they're like – <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Tardigrades, it's like the they survive like everything. Put a bird on it. It's put oh, a tardigrade yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. That's true. <laughs> I was gonna say like they're like tardigrades can survive like any situation in nature. Let's start messing with the physics of tardigrades. Like, okay. Well, one of the one, one of the points the article made is that they chose tardigrades because they can like apparently to yeah. observe this in a lab. It requires like extreme conditions. Like it, it requires like an extremely cold environment which is what one of the things tardigrades are like known for so besides the fact that they're so small the fact that they can survive the actual process i have a hypothesis okay that what you just said that was okay they're trying to see if like living things can be entangled yeah yeah in general that's right that's the goal that's the goal is they're trying to see that we've never i don't think we've observed it like beyond like the atomic scale like we've observed uh, entangled atoms but not anything larger and okay. certainly not anything like, like that an we would define as living. Yeah, um, there has been like observations in bacteria that suggest some kind of behavior related to quantum entanglement. And also, they were like talking about how apparently birds somehow make use of like quantum mechanics to determine like the magnetic fields that allow them to like uh, migrate over long distances. Whoa! So quantum physics has a lot of cool stuff going on. I just don't understand <laughs> any of it. Yeah, I a single part of it. <laughs> it seems like a super exciting field, but I'm right there with you. Like I don't understand. It's so, it's so abstract. Yeah, it's like so oh, abstract. Yeah, it's it's almost oh. entirely abstract. There's very few things. Yeah. I feel like there's very few aspects of it that we've actually been able to observe. Yeah. Anyway. Can go on and on. All about right. It, well, but I don't that, know. That's fun. That's that story was made for this podcast. Oh, so. absolutely. Like awesome maybe sign. maybe someday we will quantum entangle with Tardigrade. Yeah. I live for that day. No, I, <laughs> I love Tardigrade so much. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs>
Okay, my next story is another food news. This is from the WashingtonPost.com. The headline is, even the new Girl Scout cookie is having supply chain issues. Oh, no. No. (laughs) The Girl Scout's newest cookie is in short supply, at least in the Washington area, since this was from the Washington Post, but I'm assuming it's, like, more than just there. Mm -hmm. Even though they didn't, like, report the specifics of everywhere. Um, The new cookie is, I don't know if you've seen this yet, a brownie-adjacent thing dubbed Adventurefuls that the Scouts are selling this cookie season alongside their classics like Thin Mints and Samoas and all the other Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> the other ones aren't worth mentioning. <laughs> you got the two. <laughs> I don't even order Samoas. I don't oh, eat I those. Love Samoas. I only just recently got into Thin Mints as in like the last like year or, oh, year or two pr- or whatever. Those are, those are classic. I they are really good. I just I'm not like a huge like mint fan, so I didn't. Mm. That wasn't like my first choice of Girl Scout cookies. I really like tagalongs a lot. Those are my favorite. Oh, okay, yeah, those are those are the peanut butter, butter chocolate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So this is a. Um, I didn't write down the exact description, but it's like a brownie esque round cookie with like this like filling in it. It's a caramel. It's a caramely. Filling. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I know this. Also. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it looks really good. Yeah, it sounded really good. So apparently last week, some messages went out to like scout leaders, um, notifying them of the problem. Uh, and it, apparently the update at this time, or at least the time this article was written, was that the organization should be able to fulfill like individual orders of Adventurefuls for the most part, but there's just not enough to like stock like the booths that the Girl Scouts will have and stuff like outside of stores and like gotcha. kind of like the extra just like we have this stock that we're just kind of like selling on the fly. Like they probably won't really have them. It, you're going to have to like order it specifically. Okay. So well, that's good to know. Yeah. So they said like, yeah. So if you order it, you probably will get it. Um, you can also go to the Girl Scout website and order them too. If you don't know anybody around you, that's just selling Girl Scout cookies. Like, yeah, I, feel like i know several people that sell them so i just I get say, it from those sources but i've got yeah. a source that lives across the street <laughs> i felt really bad because they came over a couple of days at like after i was like recover when i was recovering from covid oh they already and, like, started oh yeah they started oh. at the beginning of the month i think oh i didn't um, know that i answered the door with a mask but like barely opened it i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> But I have COVID, and I think I, I think I scared her and her mom. I was like, I no, it's I, I felt I felt so guilty. Um, but they're gonna come back hopefully no, soon. Just, and, I mean, and re- and they probably know again. like they can I know, buy I, them, right? So yeah. you're just like, I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, I'm no, like, I, I will can't. buy them, but I like, oh, and I'm I brought uh, I hope I don't, I don't want to get you sick, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. I, I don't know if I handled yes, the situation. I'm sure that they weren't. I'm sure they weren't scared. It sounds like you handled it fine. I don't know. Like the the mom kind of was like, oh, and like jumped back a little bit. Wait, so. how close were they? Were they like up in Not your that face? Close. Like, I, I, they, yeah, they were like outside on the other side of a door. They were okay, fine. I'm but, sure like, that they were. Fi- I'm sure it was. all And okay. I was masked, so I was and just you were like, ma- yeah. But uh, it was. I just felt so bad. I was like, I do want cookies. Please come back. Because like- <laughs> I want to. I want to get some of these new ones. I want thin mints and I want my Samoas. I gotta have my Samoas. I yeah. What do I want? Thin mints, tagalongs. I mean, the tag. I always order the tagalongs. I always do. And you know what? Those like um the the s'mores ones. I really like too. Those are oh, those are relatively few, new. Yeah, yeah. I don't from, know like, if I've had years those. Ago. I guess I need to order even more. 
they're good. They're not like I should as get my I should get my order ready for when they do come back. So I yeah, can. you should <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just have it taped up on your like yeah your screen door or I don't know what you have like in front of your front door if you have like a glass one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just have it there be like in case you come in case back of cookies i want <laughs> <Break> these <class. laughs> just have it like up yeah so that anytime they come by your house they'll just that's see actually it. not a bad idea <laughs> so you don't even have to worry about like oh what if i miss them coming by yeah <laughs> that'd be great that is great i'm gonna i might actually do that <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome my next story is another food news Food news this week. And it's another food news that isn't really about food. <laughs> like the loafa. Uh, <laughs> actually, weirdly similar to the loafa. Oh. Not, actually, not okay. really. We'll see. All right. Uh, so this is from USA Today. And the headline is, Oscar Mayer sells out of bologna-inspired face masks on Amazon. <laughs> Plans to restock. So you know that like thing of like... Yes. Making eyes and a f- mouth on, in bologna and like wearing it as a mask. Yes, I don't know why that's a thing in like popular culture, but yeah, I don't know either. But you know why? what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. So Oscar Mayer made a face mask that is basically that, and this is what it looks like. Incredible! It's so good, and they like the packaging even looks like a bologna package. Like, oh, oh from yeah, Oscar yeah, Mayer. Just, <laughs> it's it really looks like good. It's a package of bologna. Um. So. Hey, that's that's smart uh, marketing. Yeah, so they're pay- they said they're paying homage to the classic childhood tradition with a new skincare product inspired by the lunch meat, which is just the weirdest <laughs> sentence. Um, so the Kraft Heinz brand partnered with Soul Mamas, a Korean beauty and skincare company. It's Soul spelled like the city. Um, oh, that's a pretty great name, I think. Um, to create the face sheets, which are described as a hydrating and restoring hydrogel that promotes skin elasticity, improves hydration, and moisture retention. Sure. Which, yeah, I don't know how. But have you? If you like wearing, if you like wearing face masks and they feel nice, then fine. They're probably yeah, those, not harmful, but they the probably sheet, aren't doing sheet any mask risk. industry. I'm pretty sure is like booming right now because I just mm-hmm. see more and more and more and more options of that, and they're all, they all just claim all these things. Like, have you ever done one? Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel anything from it? I mean, it? it was like fine. It, it was honestly, it was the same as like putting on like a like a moisturizer. That's what it felt oh, see, like. It's like I already do that, so I don't know if I. It, it was the same thing. It just it's something like yeah. I mean, if you're just like relaxing, lounging around, and you want to like do something that just feels nice, like self care. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's nice for that. I, I wouldn't like buy them for like regular use or anything like that. But that, that's yeah. what it felt like. It was like oh, I it's have like, this. Oh, like, I'm treating moistur- myself to something nice. Yeah. I like, uh, I yeah. did this one that like was going viral for a while where it like dried and kind of like you felt it like kind of like compressing almost. Oh, okay. It was like a, like a pressure sort of thing and it looked really weird by the time it was done because it had like dried and like shrunk on your face and you kind of peeled it off. And then you peel it off. I didn't notice a difference. From it, yeah, like did it, it do kinda, anything? It was kind of neat. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, what's the what like chemical reaction is occurring right now? It was more like a science experiment on my face. Um, <laughs> that sounds fun. But that's the only experience I have with masks. Uh, so the limited edition masks that resemble bologna went on sale uh, Wednesday. Uh, that's today when we're recording at Amazon for five dollars each. But they'd already sold out by the time I saw the story. 
Uh, yep. <laughs> the masks are also listed as Amazon's number one new release in beauty and personal care <laughs> for the day, which is so I funny. I love that. I um, love that. The, uh, and the Amazon product listing says, our bologna has a nickname and it's B-E-A-U-T-Y. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, no, this sheet mask is not real baloney. Put it on your face, not on your sandwich. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah, that is um, clever. Completely pointless, but a neat idea. That's fun. Um, the other thing I like about it is like the eye holes and the mouth look kind of like they've been bitten out. Like it's not like a oh wow yeah like that's a like a clean line. It's kind of like <laughs> they did that on purpose. Yeah, they really they really went for it. Um, that has to be such an like a random American thing. Like the whole baloney bite eyes and a mouth out of it and put it on your face. I've like never actually done that to myself. I, I don't know anybody who has, so I don't know why I know this. Like, <laughs> but, what is yeah, this? But is I know this from it a too. T- is there like a TV show or something that did it? Because Maybe. I don't know. But it's just a thing that you know, it's a thing, right? It's a thing that all Americans know, yes. and I don't know why. <laughs> okay, my next story is science news. This is from sciencenews.org. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. The headline is, a disinfectant made from sawdust mows down deadly microbes. Great. Oh, yeah. What else are we going to do with sawdust? I know, right? Like, a use for sawdust? How awesome. A new sustainable disinfectant made from sawdust and water can knock out more than 99% of some disease-causing microbes, including anthrax and several strains of the flu. According to new research, uh, this is a background. Widespread use of some disinfectants can cause environmental harms. For instance, things containing chlorine um, or bleach can form dangerous byproducts when they react with other molecules. Mm-hmm. So people have been looking into potentially greener disinfectants, but a lot of those rely on a compound called phenol or its chemical lookalikes, and those can be costly and energy intensive to make. Okay. So, um, this team realized that phenolic structures are actually present in wood um, as part of the large branching molecules that make up the plant cell walls. Okay. So, they just had this idea of like, oh, well, maybe we can use that natural, naturally occurring phenol-like substance as a disinfectant. So, they cooked mixtures of water and sawdust like in a pressure cooker, some type of pressure cooker, and like filtered it somehow. Uh-huh. And then they tested that filtration on a bunch of microbes, and it actually worked. So they tested it on E. coli, and it was able to like kill it. Um, and then they also tested it on anthrax and the flu, which I mentioned earlier. And they tested it on a bunch of like other things too, but those are the three things that they mentioned in the. So article. it's like cooked sawdust water. Yeah, is what they're using. Yeah. It's like pressure cooked sawdust water. That's what they should sell it as too. <laughs> Just on the label, pressure cooked sawdust water. Like, yeah. But like it's so simple. Like it's Yeah, like, it just how... that's why I think that's what's confusing me. I was like, that's it? That's the whole this process. Is, yeah. It didn't I don't think they added anything else to it. They must have been so happy when they're like their hunch was so successful. Yeah, I, I mean, unless this article just didn't say that they added more stuff. It sounded like it was just lit- – like they took like wood, you know, well, sawdust. But yeah, but that's still like a bit kind of big, relatively big particles. And the, the pressure cooking process probably like broke it down into the uh-huh. – whatever these phenolic structure com- structural components are. Yeah. And they took that 
And then it was just like, oh, yeah, this works as a disinfectant. Like, they didn't even have to Great. do anything. Okay. So. Give me some of that. That was cool. Some of that tasty, um, tasty sawdust water. Yeah. I, <laughs> spread yeah, it directly in your mouth. It. Yeah. I just have to be like, maybe, maybe <laughs> we shouldn't describe it as tasty. I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if you should consume it. but um, <laughs> That doesn't seem like it would be dangerous. Yeah. yeah I guess if it's just plant-based it's just plants and water actually it's, a, it's vegan it. <laughs> it's totally vegan yeah why couldn't you just consume it yeah if you get the flu just spray it in your mouth <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> yeah now i'm like thinking like oh so if you work in like a wood shop somewhere and there's sawdust everywhere mm. is that like are you like naturally safer from microbes? Probably not, because you're probably breathing in a lot of sawdust. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's offsetting any benefit. <laughs> <laughs> that's offsetting benefits. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, we'll see if this turns into something that's actually like a product that people can get. Yeah. Or maybe you could make this at home. I don't know if you have sawdust and water and an instant pot, you can hey, pressure cook it. Go wild. <laughs> I don't want to say try this at home, so I'm not going to say that. So don't try this at home because I don't want to be held liable for anything. Yeah. But if you apparently- did try, if you did try it at home, not because we told you to, but just because you wanted to, independently of this, then that would be cool. Then then tell us about it. But it wasn't our idea. But we didn't tell you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Meat mask. (laughs) Ready, set, go! Go! Okay, I found this on UPI. Possibly world's largest potato to receive DNA test and bid for Guinness record. Here's a picture of it. It looks really gross. Oh. It's like all lumpy. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but it's enormous. Uh, so a New Zealand couple who grew what they believe to be the world's largest potato said a sliver of it has been sent for DNA testing and they're bid to have it declared a Guinness World Record. Uh, this is Colin and Donna Craig Brown who found it in their garden in the fall. Uh, and they said it was weighed under supervision at more than 17 pounds. Uh, which Wait. the previous record was 10 pounds and 14 ounces, so significantly more. They just found it? Like, they didn't do anything to I try mean, to grow I, a big potato? I have potato? to imagine they were trying to grow it, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually, assumed that. Yeah, it didn't but the actually way say that, that they was were written, Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, like, they just stumbled upon the world's biggest potato. potato. Yeah, like, um, I would think that they would have been trying to grow large potatoes, because I don't know how that would be just naturally occur. I mean, maybe, but yeah, I don't know how you would i mean not that i'm not that i am well versed in the art of growing large vegetables but I, uh, i'm not in, i'm not well versed in the art of growing small vegetables i <laughs> have had very poor luck with growing any kind of vegetable in the past but um they said that they've been in contact with the records but uh the organization keeps responding with requests for more evidence so like they've done photos huh. video they got a statement of verification from an agronomist oh um but now they want a DNA test to confirm that it's a potato. I guess. What? Which Why is are they being so very like, strange. annoying? I yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the Guinness World Records to be like stringent. Yeah, <laughs> they're like just it's fine. We it's a pretend organization anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
They say yeah. that they're keeping huh. it frozen until they get an official word from Guinness so it doesn't lose any more weight. That um, makes sense. From liquid loss. Because it'll, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it could, like, shrink over time. Yeah, but, yeah, it's a pretty big potato. Wow. <laughs> 17 pounds. It's, that's crazy. That is, wow. That's so big. That's fun, though. That is fun. Yes. I wonder if they're gonna what they're gonna do with it once they get the record. I mean, are they, they gonna eat it? At this point, I, maybe it, it might be too old, and like, I don't know if it would be worth using. Aww. But I don't know. Could make a lot of French fries. What do you fries think they should do with it? French fries. Make French fries. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking giant baked potato, but I don't know how you would cook uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it'd be hard to cook that through without destroying the potato in the process. I mean, yeah, like beyond edibility it just would be fun to look at and take pictures of Ooh, what about tater tots that's, <laughs> a, that's so many a tater million tots. Tater a million tater tots. a million tater tots <laughs> okay this is uh on bgr.com and this is a fda update that just came out today the fda has approved a groundbreaking insomnia drug that improves sleep with less grogginess, apparently. Okay. So this is kind of seems nice. I need that after last night. <laughs> <laughs> I need that like every other day. Most day. of the um, time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the brand name is Qvivik. Okay. You know all these drugs? They have they these are names. They're so that, like, bad at naming these things. And they like. They put weird letters in there, and it's you're supposed to pronounce it a certain way, but it's like... Just call it, like, sleep help or something. Like, (laughs) just give it a name that's about what it does instead of trying to come up with a new Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) I know, seriously. Um, Okay, but that's... Yes, that it's... Quivivic? 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 I have no idea. Something like that. It starts with a Q-U, and there's a Q at the end of the word. So... (laughs) I don't know. It evolves from Quivava, like we all. It's a Pokemon. It's clearly a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> the um, the drug was actually developed and manufactured by a Swiss a Swiss drug maker. Um, they've been working on it for about twenty five years. This article says so, like wow. a long time. And um, but it's finally like ready for prime time. It's FDA approved now. Um, and you know this article just talks about like how many people suffer from insomnia and stuff, and so. This kind of thing is needed um, because I not that I'm like an expert in this, but it sounds like existing treatments just have the side effect of like making you feel tired like after you get up too. Like oh, which kind of defeats the purpose which defeat- of sleeping. Yeah, like they help you go to sleep, but then when you have to wake up, it's like hard. Right. Which I've heard that before. I've never like tried one, but I, yeah, yeah, I haven't. Either. But so this seems like it's it. The goal was to try to like reduce that effect side effect of mm-hmm. it. So that's what they're kind of like marketing, but okay, yeah, seems good. Yeah, I think I, uh, <laughs> in pandemic times, maybe a lot of people need help <laughs> sleeping. I hate to laugh about that, but uh, if we don't uh, laugh, we'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I I I um I find it exciting when there's like new. I don't know, widely yeah. useful drugs getting approved and stuff is fun. With few side that. effects. That's, that's yeah, the big yeah. thing. Right. We could do a lot of things without, or we could do a that's lot of true. things yeah. that have that side have effects. That have side effects, yeah. but when it's like pretty much no side effects or very, very few, that's like really awesome. That's exciting. So. 
Yeah. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.